All right, guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the Sports Corner Podcast. I am Chris. This is Chris's Sports Corner. This is the podcast, man. I just want to say thank you guys so much uh, for the support, man. This is episode two. We're going to continue to work and going to continue to get better, man. So, again, I say thank you guys, everybody who gave me a listening ear, man. I I hope you guys are enjoying the content. It will only get bigger and better from here. This is just a starting point. But, man, um, let's let's get right into it. First of all, if I haven't already, I think I have. I'll say it again. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And did I say thank you? Thank you guys again, man. I appreciate it. But I'm not going to hold you guys. Let's get right into the stuff, all right? Let's get right to it, all right? So word on the street is the Los Angeles Clippers are thinking about blowing up the entire roster. Just let me say this, man. I think that would be a horrible mistake, all right? I think that would be one of the worst mistakes that they can do. You got to understand, I, I, I'm maybe, maybe I'm different. All right, let me let me get this out of the way. You know, may, maybe I'm different from the everyone else who thought that Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan and Chris Paul, you know, they was real, real title contenders. I've never seen it. I'm gonna be honest. I, I I thought they was interesting. I thought it was entertaining. You know, the whole Lob City thing, but I didn't see them as a real title threat. I'm I'm just gonna be honest. I ain't, I ain't gonna hold that back, man. I'm gonna be honest on that. But what I will say is the the roster that they have now is a legitimate legitimate title contender. And you when you think about the fact of them actually blowing that up, to me is like, wow. The for what? You had one year, man. Y'all can't deal with a little adversity. You had one year. You failed. Don't get me wrong. You definitely failed. But why would you want to blow this thing up when, I mean, hey, it's working, man. Like. You, you had one year, and I just want to tear it. Now, to me, that's a that's a recipe for disaster because you're already already breeding impatience into a franchise that have never won a championship, all right? Never made it to a, 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 a Western Conference Finals. Um, so, for me, that would have been the worst-case scenario right there. And let me just say this, though, man. Uh, um, if you guys don't know, I'm, I'm by trade a natural uh, – I'm by trade a network engineer. All right, sorry for being telling twists a little bit there, but that's what I do. I'm in the IT world, man. I'm 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 a techie. All right, um, and the reason I bring that up is because the Los Angeles Clippers owner Steve Ballmer is from that world. So let me tell you something about people from that world. We will work diligently. We will put all our efforts and all our manpower to achieve a goal, but we want the results, and we want them. Now, for example, let me give you an example, guys. If I walk up to a, and I don't want this to go too far over no one's head, but if I walk up to a Cisco router and I put in some commands and I want some action, I want um, I want to route my traffic a certain way, I put in no commands, um, I verify my connection, I make sure I'm secure, and I'm good to go, all right? I ain't got to wait. And what you're seeing here with the Clippers is Steve Ballmer, you see he's getting answered. It's like, look, man, I, I've got Kawhi here. I gave Kawhi everything he wanted. I brought Paul George. I, I gave up so many assets. I gave up draft pick. I'm spending money. I want some results. And what you're seeing is he's starting to get impatient. Now, I think for him taking the advice of Jerry West, who's, you know, he's the god when it comes to that area. Um, by him taking the advice and going with Tyron Lue over, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, Jeff Van Gundy or someone he wanted, but he decided to go with um, – Jerry West advice and go with Tyron Lue. I thought that that's smart. You know that that's smart. Put basketball people in place. All right, you put basketball people that know basketball and you put them in place. And you empower them and don't take that power from them. And I think he kind of gave in, and, and I think that's a good thing. I think Ty, Ty Lue can be the person to get the job done. But as I said before, it's going to be all about the dynamic between Ty Lue and Kawhi Leonard. 
Talu is a no-nonsense type of guy. If you, Even when he played, you know, he was a defensive specialist. He played his heart out. He gave you everything he had. In coaching, I feel he does the same thing. He's not afraid to get into the star's face. He's not afraid to hold no one accountable. And that's amazing. All right? That's amazing. But Kawhi's different, y'all. <laughs> Kawhi's different. He And, again, this is all from speculation. This is all from looking from afar because we I, I've never had a conversation with the guy. It don't seem like he talked much. But – as you can see in San Antonio, when things started to go away that he wasn't comfortable with, it went downhill fast. And once his mind is made up or he don't like something, I think he shuts down. You know, he's not going to deal with it or whatever the case may be. And, and Ty, Ty Lue trying to get in him, get in his face and, and um, you know, do things like that, I think could really be a problem. It depends on all about how, how Kawhi accepts it. Because this is new for Kawhi, man. And, and I, I don't think we're giving this guy the benefit of the doubt. Uh, well, I, let me tell you that back. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt a lot, all right? Like, he he get away with things that other people would be scolded if they did. But, okay, I, I, I digress. Y'all know where I'm going with that. But <laughs> I think that we have to understand that this guy has never been asked to lead. Now it's like, let's build a franchise around you. What's your input on this? What do you think you need? You know, he come out and said that they need a point guard. I think I missed that on my previous show. They said that. Um, Kawhi has been very emphatic about needing a true point guard, and I understand it because when you look at who he played with, Kyle Lowry and and uh, Tony Parker, and you know they were they was bona fide point guards. So he kind of feel like that's what he needs now. Well, what are you going to give up to get that? Because one of the, one of the keys of one of the the big um, components about what they were were their defense with Patrick Beverly, who was a defensive minded player, him. Um, Paul George, and, and you know it was a that defense. So you're gonna give up some of that in order to um, get this point guard that you want. You know that's neither here nor there, man. But for me, I, I want to get too far off topic, guys, because I can go about that all day. But what I want to say is the fact that the notion of we need to blow this thing up after one season, it, it kind of make you question. I'm just gonna say it. It make you kind of question people around that organization, all right? Because you can't just blow something up one year. Oh, that didn't work. Just blow it up. I don't think that's going to happen, but that's what's being reported. So, you know, let's stay tuned. You know, everybody got something to say. So, I believe half, um, none of what you hear and half of what you see, right? Y'all know how that goes. Y'all know how that saying goes. So, um, I don't I don't think they would do it because I don't think what they, let's be honest, man, because it's, it's, we always, it seems like everyone's forgetting. Everyone is forgetting the fact that the Los Angeles Clippers were touted as the best team in the NBA from top to bottom. They had the best roster. On paper, they were touted. Now, I don't know where you're going to go get a better, where you're going to go get more talent than what you have. I mean, you got it all. Honestly, it's now to me, man, it's about continuity. It's about reps. And it's about working together, gelling. But if for them, let's be honest, man. For them to do that, the Kawhi and loan management going to have to go. At least not to the extent that he was doing it. I think, what, three games in, he had already started loan managing. You know, and I get it if there's an issue. I get it if there's an issue with, you know, him injury-wise. I don't tell nobody to go play if you hurt. If you hurt, you're hurt. I have no problem with that. Go out, get the get the help you need. Go out and get the the, you know, Go out and get everything you need. Like, get healthy, get well, get, you know, medication, get your rest. I got it. But if you are if you know you're healthy and you can play but you're trying to save yourself, 
for the playoffs, I think that's a horrible. I think that's horrible. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that that is completely ridiculous. And you have issues like these where at the end of the season you complain about not playing enough together. Well, that's your fault. That's your fault. When you want to load manage, then you want to load manage, and then you got to remember Paul George was coming off the injury, so I don't know if he had some load manage in there or they were just, you know, being cautious with his injury because what they thought, what so many experts thought, what so many analysts thought was the fact that once they all hit the playoffs, everything going to get real, everybody going to be serious, we're going to run through this thing. Just let's get to the playoffs, then we're good. I said this before on my YouTube channel, Chris's Sport Corner. Make sure you guys go check it out. Um, I said this before, man. Kawhi can do that. Kawhi can turn it on. That's who he is. He even started to turn it on in these playoffs. That's who Kawhi is, but everybody is not Kawhi. And I think that team started to believe that they were just like Kawhi. We could play around. We could do what we want to do. Hit the playoffs. We're going to go and do this thing. We that good. They were starting to believe their own Kool-Aid. They were believing their own hype. We are that good, you know. We can just go. It's all right. We'll play around. We'll make fun of people, laugh at people, joke like we're that team. When, as I said before, you got a team of a group of guys beside Kawhi that never won nothing. That pressure bust pipes. That That's a real saying. And what happened was you seen a team, when the pressure hit, they bust pipes. Now, I would still say you do not blow that team up. You get that team focused. You get them ready to go, you get them with their mindset. But let me say this off the rip because what nobody is talking about yet is, is there going to be a bubble next year? Because it's all as, as we've already seen, they're already saying Toronto going to have to play in Kentucky. They're already saying there's going to be some changes. Don't may not be. It may not be bubble a bubble effect as it was this time, but the situation might be a little different. You know, it might not be what they're normal and what – the world's accustomed to, none of us is accustomed to what's going on right now. Let's be honest. So just because things ain't in your ideal situation, you don't get to shut down, I'm like, I don't want to do this. And that's your excuse? No, 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 no. I ain't buying it, man. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I ain't buying it. They, they are professional athletes. They're paid to do a job. You come out and do your job. I don't care what the conditions is. You come out and do your job. As long as your safety ain't, ain't, in, ain't in the way. And to me, if you ask me, the bubble was the most, was the safest place on, probably in America. Didn't nobody get... Nothing, you know. They, they got in there. Everybody got tested. That's why no more tests. You know what I'm saying? They got your conspiracy theories. I don't listen to that. Like everybody got a conspiracy. I don't, I don't want to hear that. But anyway, I just want to say that, man, because I do not think the Los Angeles Clippers should blow this thing up. I think they should take this opportunity to work together, build, and establish leadership. That's the problem. They need leadership. If Tyron Lue going to come in and be that leader, that can only work. If Kawhi goes with it, if Kawhi tried to start to do his own thing and, and bark back at Tyloo, and not in a verbal way because that's not Kawhi's thing, but if he started to bark back in the sense of not listening, still continue to do a little antics, I don't think they're real antics by him showing up late, almost missing flight because he wanted to stay where he wanted to stay at. And that's a long drive to make it to the plane. I don't know. You may have to get up earlier, you may have to drive earlier, whatever, make the adjustments. But what I will say is, that dynamic between Kawhi and Ty, if they can get on the same page, guys, this team is a is a championship contender. You know what I'm saying? But they, they have to take the opportunity to listen, learn, work together, stop thinking because somebody sprinkled this little magic fairy dust around you guys, and now you're the it team. You're not. You're not. So you need to go in every day with a worker's mentality and get to work, and they can pull that thing, they'll put that thing right back together, man. That, 
I, I don't think they need to blow that roster up. I don't. They may add a piece or two. I'm not saying that, but blowing that entire roster up. <laughs> let's be honest. Like without Pat Bell, Lou Will, that team don't look the same. Lou Will was like four, especially in the regular season. Now, I don't know what happened. I don't know what they put them in them um in them lemon pepper wings when he went when he went to the strip club or whatever. I don't know what happened there, but when you look at it prior to that. He was a beast, man. Prior to the bubble, he was he was a walk walking bucket, a professional scorer. That's what they that's what they nicknamed him. So, anyway, guys, that's my that's my take on that, man. That, the Los Angeles Clippers should not blow that up. That what are you what what are you looking to get better at? You don't need more talent. Remember, okay, I can get the point guard thing. You need a true point. I can see that. Um, maybe a little more size in the middle. Okay, I can see that too. But you don't get you don't get that without putting the work in. Don't matter what you got. You got to put the work in and show up every day to practice. Show up every day to play. Load management got to go out the window if possible. Now, if you need to load manage to get to the playoffs, I understand. But you need to, if you're not going to play, you need to be the hardest practicing, hardest practicing person. I'm not saying Kawhi is not. You know what I'm saying? Because we all seen all the jabs and everything that was thrown. But at the end of the day, if you ain't out here working, you ain't out here putting it in day in and day out, it's going to show. And it showed. So, that's my take on that, man. Los Angeles Clippers don't need to blow that thing up. They just need to get together and get to work, man. All right, man. Moving on, guys. All right, guys. Let's jump right into episode number two. I just want to say thank you guys for being with me. Episode two of this podcast. Um, let me just jump on to the next subject, man. Uh, Antonio Brown to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, guys. Um, hmm. This is an interesting one because I remember when these – Rumors start to first circulate around um, him going to the Bucks and him teaming with Tom Brady. It became Bruce Aarons became the catalyst of saying, that's not happening. He's a, not a good fit for our locker room and this and that and that and this. And then all of a sudden, the minute he's, well, you could say he's been he's available um, with, some, with a real plan opportunity, he signed to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I don't, I don't hate the move, man. I really don't, man, because to me, this simply says what we all we always knew about Tom Brady. It's all about winning for him, you know. It, it, it's really all about winning for that guy. He he really don't care. He don't care about what happened prior, what happened before. It's all about winning. And from a competitive standpoint, you understand it, right? You like this, but you also this also put on the forefront why he's Tom Brady, why he's great. Why he gonna go down as the goat, you know? Um, and for him, this is an opportunity to prove it was him and not Bill Belichick. For many people, have went on the record and said, "I I think it's Bill Belichick, man. Like, you know, I think it's Bill Belichick." And then you got some people say, "Nope, it was strictly Tom Brady." Me, I I, I favor Bill Belichick. Now I could be wrong in that, but I, I felt like Tom Brady had a unique situation that can't. Too many other quarterbacks say they had the same coach, the same philosophy. You know what I'm saying? They whole career. You know what I'm saying? And Bill Belichick, who's going to go down as one of the greats. Yeah, that's a that's a great advantage. But I think if Tom Brady go out and, and win a championship, um, with this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, do you have to say, well, it might have been Tom? <laughs> but see, also I feel like this is the most Tom has ever had, far as talent. Especially on the offensive side of the ball. It, it, 
I mean, I get he's had some. He had a Randy Moss for a year or two, and then a couple other players. But this is the first time he had legitimate teammates that he now. The flip side of this is we don't know how much longer he got in the league, right? Much of we would like to think that he's going to be there forever. Um, we don't know how much time he got to leave. But he got legitimate teammate for at least the rest of his time in, in Tampa with Mike Evans, um, not Antonio Brown. Well, we don't know what happened with Antonio, Antonio Brown after um, after this season, but we'll have to see. But he, he, he got real talent, man. And now, but if he don't – Succeed? Do you say? Mm, told you it was Bill Belichick. That's gonna that's gonna be interesting. That's gonna be an interesting dynamic to look out for. Um, but the Antonio Brown acquisition to me is is one that kind of it's an interesting one because Antonio Brown got a habit of pretty much saying what you want to hear in the time, making you believe he got it this time, and then he'll go off and do something. Reckless, for lack of better terms, and for me, I, I really don't, I really don't know. Like, I want to see the, I want to see him do well. I'm gonna be honest. I, I want to see him do well. I want to see him get his life back, just for him. You know, sometimes I think that's bigger than bat, uh, excuse me, football. For Antonio Brown, I think him having the ability to get out there and and show what he's worth and and really play and just focus on football. Let's be honest. When he before he ended up not playing, he was the best receiver in the league. Now, you want to know if there's rust. You want to know if he's focused. You want to know all these things. And I think you're, what you'll get in the first couple weeks is going to be smooth selling. Smooth selling, Antonio Brown, learning the offense, I got it. But once it hit, right, once it hit, I'm back in the spotlight. The attention's back on me. I'm, I'm back being the talk of the town, for lack of better terms. What does what happened then? Does he stay in? I'm focused. I'm here to work. I, I, I'm, I've been humbled. Do he stay in that mode or is back to A B C? I think A B and Antonio Brown are two different people. Just like I thought Terrell Owens and T O was two different people. Two different people. And Antonio Brown has to show up and be in control and let A B go in the background because A B has the potential to ruin what what may be a first ballot Hall of Fame career. But he got an opportunity to save that. If he comes out and play with the Bucks and he keep his mouth quiet and he don't cause any disruptions and, and he just do what he's supposed to do and come out and be productive on the field, this time next year we won't be talking about nothing else that happened, none of the craziness that happened. And it was some craziness. It was definitely some crazy. But we won't be talking about it if he comes out, handle his business, and do what he's supposed to do. He got, you know, I, I hate to see people squander second opportunities. And it seemed like that's that's exactly, you know, that that's exactly what he has an opportunity not to do. All right? He got an opportunity not to do. Now, let's talk about it from just a pure football perspective. You look at, if I told you, Somehow we're going into a football game. They had Mike Evans. They had Godwin. Gronk. Gronk. Antonio Brown. That's to remind you of like the Warriors, right? Like, like you know, Steph Curry, Clay, KD, Draymond. This is a super team. This is a super team. So that put even more pressure on Tom Brady now. You got to, you got to, you got to at least make a deep playoff push with this team because you got the weapons. 
You cannot say you do not have the weapons. You got the talent. So I think if he goes and just like absolutely lay an egg, which I don't predict happening, if he just go and absolutely lay an egg, this could really hurt his his. his. Now he's obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer and all of that, and we got it. But this could hurt his barbershop barbershop talk, right? Like this this could hurt his conversation of people saying, "I told you he wasn't the great. Look what he had. He couldn't do nothing with it without Bill Belichick." But on the flip side, if he does something with it, you got to be like, "Ooh, it probably was him." So, um, but overall, man, I think I think Tom Brady got in real infatuation with Antonio Brown. Because if you take away the antics and the craziness and the social media and all that unnecessary stuff, and you look at just Antonio Brown, the football player, Antonio Brown, the football player, was a person who was known for work ethic, work working extremely hard, one of the first guys on the field, the last guy off, putting in the work, put and then producing. He was known for that. So if you take that, and you just look at it from that scope, it's hard for a quarterback not to like him. Why do you think we hear more quarterbacks than anybody else saying anything? Why do you hear Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson step up and take up for him? Why Why did you see Lamar Jackson work with Why do you hear about Tom Brady really liking him? Because the guy puts in the work. And if, if he just stay on track, and he just puts in the work, just be Antonio Brown. Now, they be not the rapper. Not Mr. Whole Lot of Money. We don't need all that. All right? I don't think that's your calling, my man. Um, but if he just focused on being Antonio Brown, he'd be right back at the top of this league at the wide receiver position. He'd be right back there. But it's all about the way he chooses to go. It's all about the way he chooses to play. It's all about what he end up a comp- what he's what his mindset is at, you know. And I think in this time, hopefully he got all his affairs in order. Hope he's corrected some past issues. Hopefully he just focus on football and understand that the one thing last season taught you is that the NFL will move on without you. I think a lot of people feel as though they're so big. I'm so big. They can't move on without me. The NFL showed we will move on without you. People going to still watch these games. People are still going to show up to the, well, when they could, show up to the arenas and buy their popcorn and pay for their seats. And they're going to still do all this, whether Antonio Brown is on that field or not. Now, it's a credit to have you there, but if it's not, the show don't stop. So, and I think I think Antonio Brown learned that. Um, it kind of reminded me of, you know, how, in my opinion, how Dez was at one point. You know, it was like, you know, one point Dez was that guy. and But after that, his production wasn't, um, showing to be that guy. And then, not only did the Cowboys say, we're not even going to offer to renegotiate, renegotiate your contract, we're just done. And it was uh, some arrogance, some cocky. I have a, I have another team quick. Well, he just not joined the Baltimore Ravens practice squad. So, no knock on Dez. Actually, Dez is my favorite. He was one of my favorite Dallas Cowboys. But I'm just using that as an example. So, um, But, man, I wish Antonio Brown the best. Um, I just want this, this man to get his life on track and do it the right way. And go out and be the, the player you, you're supposed to be, man. Go go be Antonio Brown because that guy, that's the best receiver in the league. But A.B., that guy right there get you tossed out of the league. All right, guys, that's all I got on that, man. Let's keep it moving here. Next up, man, I, I, I want to take the opportunity to talk about um, a man. 
who I got much respect for. I'm a Laker. Um, he's a Laker great. Love him or hate him. Um, but I'm disappointed, man. I, I, I'm disappointed from the fact that it make it, it's not warranted, right? Like a lot of times things are warranted to take shots at people. And we sit here and we go, well, I get it. They got their rivalry or whatever. But in my opinion, this one here makes no sense. If you haven't heard, Shaquille O'Neal decides that it's a good op idea to call out Dwight Howard for the fact that, you know, he's celebrating a championship. And he pretty much was up, uplifting. I'm quite sure everybody's seen what he said. He was like, don't, pretty much don't give up on your dream. You could do it. And Shaq goes on to say, stop acting like you're a star. You're just a role player. And to me, the reason why this bothers me so much, man, is is this is the epitome, in my opinion, of hating. This, this is what hating is. First of all, Dwight Howard was one of the most interesting comeback stories of the year. So he definitely played his part. And he had very good performances this year. He had some, now I'm not, everyone, every performance wasn't great, but he had some really good performances this year. And for Shaq to come out and say something like that, to me, it's just really like, bro, for real, for real, man, this is what we're doing now? Because it's not warranted. It, it, it's not warranted at all, but I get it. To me, I think this was a opportunity for him to get some clout for his podcast, the whatever that podcast. Um, go check it out. I, I have not, no personal issue with, with Shaq. Overall, I think he's a great player. But it's moments like this that remind you that sometimes Shaq do some things that you're like, come on, man. Come on, man. Like, I get it. Shaq, during your day, you were the, one of the most dominant, if not the most dominant center of all time. We'll give you that, 100%. 100%. No one's taking that away from you. But see, your problem is that you want to sit here and you want to go back and forth and say, um, you're not a star because you didn't do this. Well, what was you the, the, latter, the latter years of your career, sir? What was you? What was you with Phoenix? What was you, honestly, with the Cavs? What was you with the Celtics? Bro, come on, man. And the fact that your issue was self-inflicted. And we all remember the legend of Kobe um, come out and said, man, you know, I'm sorry, you said it. You said, oh, well, I, you told Kobe in his face. Well, I knew you. I knew I had a young young buck that was out there putting it in every day, going to work, playing hard. I, I was going to get me some burgers and eat. I ain't got to be in shape to dunk. That's the worst attitude you can ever have. The worst. That's the... So for you to then come back now and try to criticize this man who celebrating being a part of a championship team. And he and it's not like he's he presented himself as a star. He was just saying you could do it. That there's an opportunity not to give up on yourself. And you take the opportunity to criticize that man? Really, Shaq? Man, you supposed to be bigger than that, bro. You supposed to be bigger than that, man. I'm gonna be honest. That to me it was disappointing on so many different levels. On so many different levels. And I don't want to go too deep in on it. But it's an issue within yourself that him celebrating bothered you. Because if you if you notice, who else did you criticize? Because at the end of the day, he ain't the only one that had some bad games in there. Let's be honest now. And David had a couple bad games in there too now. KCP, had, he, I mean, he played pretty well, but he had a bad, some bad games in there too. Everybody had some bad games. 
But yet still, you want to sit here and criticize this guy because of what? Some feud y'all had back in when you when you was relevant? Come on, man. Like, come on, dude. Like, to me, that just that's just utterly ridiculous. I don't freaking, I don't think it's cool. And I personally got an issue with it. And I hate to see the, the, the bigger problem I got with it, man. I'm going to give y'all a story right now. So when I got in the military, um, I went to work for an organization. Love the organization, man. Cool. I'm working. Within the first week, I was going to set up for someone's um, network connection. They had a little setup back there, and I was setting up a network connection. And this guy's in there, older gentleman. And he goes, well, and he goes to make a sly remark about me because I guess I'm new, and he don't, and he, pro I guess, think I don't know what I'm doing. He was like, do you know what you're doing? Uh, yeah, I got, I got it. Well, okay, so, but, well, you should do it this way. No, if you do it that way, you're not going to get the connection back to the switch. <laughs> and so he goes on to make constant remarks because there's other females in the room. So he want to, he want to find a way to minimize me to make himself look good. Now, I'm going to tell you the problem I got with that. And, and, and I don't want to go too deep into this. But we have a problem with the older generation. Instead of saying, hey, uh, try this. This might work. Or, hey, Dwight, good job, man. Good good job on your uh, comeback. Hey, you work hard. You deserve it. You bet on yourself. You took a non-guarantee. Hey, that's, that's, that's commendable. Instead of doing that, lifting each other up, what we do? Take, look for opportunity to get some shine and talk about somebody. See this world, this world now. And I'm a part of it just like everybody. But we care more about clicks and likes and views than we care about the man across the street from or the man across the room from us. Or the person over there. Or this person over here. We care more. We freaking care more about getting likes and attention. I'm gonna tell you something right now. If you're a friend of mine and you quote unquote love me. And my birthday come, and you write something on social media and don't call me, that friendship over. I'm going to tell you something right now. Because, you know, I, I don't mean to go off on a, on a tangent like this, but it's, it's, a, it's a problem we have is that instead of taking the opportunity to lift a person up, stop trying to get your likes up. Lift a person up. Hey, good job, man. Come on. But we instead, let's take the opportunity to bash this guy. Let me take a shot at him for no reason. You don't get no shot. No one's looking at you like, ha, 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 you got him. No, no. Let's let someone that's more into entertainment than facts or people that just want to see people tear each other down. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to go off on a tangent like that, but that really bothered me, man. And I'm so disappointed in that crap from Shaq. I, it, it was just, it, it was worthless. They make no sense. And you don't, no one's looking at you like you some cool guy now. It, no, so... That's my take on that, guys. It, it just really bothered me. All right, so we after this, guys, you know what I'm saying? First of all, let me say thank you guys so much for being here. This is episode, episode I say episode, episode two of the Sports Corner Podcast. I am your host, Chris, and we're going to continue to get, keep it moving, man. All right, guys, for the last topic here, I want to talk about your 2020 NBA champion, Los Angeles Lakers, man. All right, as you know, it's kind of... Um, pivoting off of, you know, just having a conversation about Shaquille O'Neal and that haterade moment he had. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about it, man. Uh, so, offseason, man. The Los Angeles Lakers is going into this offseason. And it's, you know, all the rumors are swirling. 
And now, you know, we're looking at the NBA pushing to December 22nd for the start of the season, which make everything condensed. It's going to be hard for him to get this to happen. But let's assume, for one, if I'm the Los Angeles Lakers, the, this whole Chris Paul thing, man, I, I, I they should do that. I'm not on board with that. I don't see the benefit. I don't see what he's going to bring you that you don't already have. In a Rajon Rondo. Now, now, with that being said, I understand KCP is opting out. Rajon Rondo is opting out. Dwight Howard, he was on a one-year deal. So you're going to have to get some of these things replaced. Um, some of these players replaced. And it's, it, it's going to be tricky. But I think you need... I don't, I'm not big on just a name, right? Like, you can't just take names and put them and think they're going to work. I, I'm, it's about continuity. It's about... Um, finding pieces that fit, that work with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Assuming Anthony Davis re-signed, which I'm quite sure he is, but hey, you never know in this in, in today's uh, in this day and age. So you want pieces that's going to fit with Anthony Davis and LeBron and someone that's going to be unselfish enough to understand that you might not be the guy. Now, let me say this. I think, personally, the, who, if a bona fide star come to the Lakers, they, they like a real superstar come to the Lakers, which I don't know who it would be, but um, they're definitely going to play that role, right? They're going to play that, that. I think LeBron is, is – is, first of all, let's, let's, let's admire this. LeBron is the easiest superstar to play with. I'm going to be honest with you, on the court. Because if you're a star, LeBron got no problem that you have the ball. He got He's not the guy that's going to hold you back. So when I, when I hear the criticism of this player don't want to play with LeBron and this player don't want to play with LeBron, and I, I hear all of it. I hear all of that. But the fact of the matter is, if you're a superstar and you play with LeBron, look what it does for your career. Now, I'm not taking nothing away from Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis always a been a beast, right? But look what playing with LeBron did for him. People will say this was his best season. The, reason, the only reason you're going to say that is because LeBron did not bring him there and dim his light. LeBron gave him light and lifted it up. And that's what LeBron does with his teammates. Now, we can, talk, we can have all these discussions, which I'm really tired of going back and forth. But the one thing you're not going to say is he don't lift up his teammates. Because, let's be honest, how has Kyrie looked since LeBron left? I mean, let's be honest now. We've we been 100% honest here. How have Kyrie looked since he left LeBron? Now he's got KD. We'll see how that works. I'm not putting much stock in it. Um, they did just hire Amari Stoudemire. I, I really don't like that um, because of the simple fact it seemed like you're you're trying to build a championship piece with a bunch of new. Uh, nah, I, to me, I, I don't I don't like it. I, I think that thing's gonna blow up. But hey, that's just me, man. I'm being honest here. All right, this is my podcast on here, man. I just be honest, you know. I'm a, I'm a little bit more candid on here than I am on, on YouTube, and I'm just being honest, man. I, I don't see the shit working. All right, it's just what it is. I don't see it working, man. Um, but anyway, not not to get off topic. Um, so some of these free agents that they can bring in, you know, like a Gallinari. What what you gonna see happening, in my, in my opinion? And everything's gonna be moving so fast, guys. But you know, you know, you can always find out here on the podcast as well as my YouTube channel exactly what's going on. Um. And I'm always trying to keep you guys up to date. But what I think is going to happen, you're going to see so much going on that the teams that keep pretty much their base structure in place are going to excel. Like bringing in all these new people. See, bringing in a bunch of new people is cool when your season's not condensed. And I think that's some of what you're seeing in NFL. You got the new this and new that, and then it's a new season, no no OTAs and all this. They're, they're scrambling. Teams are scrambling. 
Um, some just suck, like my Cowboys right now. But hey, 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 right? It is what it is. <laughs> but let me say this, man. When you start, you just start bringing all these different pieces in. I don't think they need that. Like, and also, I think they're trying to find. They're trying to play two games. One, they're trying to compete next year for a championship while planning for the future. And because I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Giannis and a lot of other the big phrases come out next offseason. So. If that's the case, you want to have the opportunity to play ball for uh, play ball and, and go after them and compete with them. Um, and if that's the case, then you can build something from there. Um, but let me say this: for this year, for this upcoming year, I can see them making a move. I don't. They don't have many trade assets, so whatever they're gonna get, gonna have to be in free agency. It's gonna have to be in free agency. I, I really don't. The Chris Paul, I'm like, no, I don't see it. I don't, I don't trust his injury history. I don't, I don't trust him to, you know, he 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 don't shine in a superstar role. He shines in a in a in an equal superstar role. We got other stars on the team. I don't see him shining. He shines when everyone else is just, you know, looking up to him and he's the leader and he's the guy and he shines in no role. And that's my opinion. You know, that's that's my opinion. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you. But when it comes to just just Adding players and, and, and adding this. I, if I'm the Lakers, I would, it's, I'm bringing Rondo back. You know, maybe you can. I'm trying to bring KCP back. If I can add to my core, if I can add to make, move a piece here, move a piece there, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I actually thought Kyle Kuzma picked it up at the end of the season, in the playoffs. I did. I don't know. Maybe somebody saw something I didn't because of all this criticism, which he's an easy guy to criticize. But I thought he picked it up a little bit. I thought he committed more to the defensive end. And I thought he started making his shots more. And I think he's he's going to continue to get better and better and better. Um, so and that, that's just how I feel about. Him. And I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I think he accepted his role last year and was and was very and and toward the end of the season he started to change and you started to see him commit more to defense, being a better role player. And I think that's going to be that's going to work wonders for him in the future. Um, but I, I I really don't I don't know what more to like now. If you want to add some more bona fide shooting, some more bona fide scoring. Cool, but what are you going to give up on defense? Because let's be honest, when crunch time, a lot of times, Lakers defense is what held them down. You know, a lot of times in crunch time, the defense, their defense what locked it down. Now, you bring Avery Bradley back, which is a big one to me. Um, I don't know if people put much stock in that, but I am. You bring him back, you bring AD. Um, I don't, I'm quite sure. I think McGee is going to more than likely opt in to keep his contract. Um, I also think that, I think. With with that, Le, and LeBron seemed to can commit to defense when need be, because we can say what we want to say about what woulda, shoulda, coulda, it'll, but we noticed at in that in that bubble game, game Lakers Clippers end of that game, LeBron James was like I take Kawhi, you know, and you start noticing him doing that in the Nuggets series I take Jamal Murray when they needed it, and you, you just add for that spot defense from him and everyone else can build around it. I think you got something, man. I I, I really do think you got something. So. Um, I don't, I don't know how much, what more the Los Angeles like. I, I would be more concerned about bringing a player like Rondo back. Um, I would even bring the White back. I don't know if they need these major changes. I mean, you, I don't see. You can add a piece here, a piece there, but it gotta work. It gotta work. So, I, I don't see too much craziness that they need to do. To me, if you can find complimentary players to complement um, what 
if, if in case you lose a KCP or Dwight Howard and all these people, um, if you can find which with them being the Lakers and the champions and LeBron and AD, it's gonna be some people that want to come play for them. It's just what it is, because they have shown their ability to win, and they just coming off a championship. And the one thing you could say if you know you don't, I don't want to look like I went to a super team. Yeah, but they lost so many, they lost pieces, so. I can go there now. So if you lose people, you open the window, you you, you open the door for more. So we'll see, man. We'll see how all this how all this uh, play out. I don't really see them having a lot of trade pieces though. Um, but we'll see how it goes, man. The Lakers. Um, but we just gonna enjoy 2020 being late the year of the Lakers. Um, we fought through all the adversity and got that W. Y'all know I had to talk. I had to big up my team for a minute though, cause who my football team looking bad, guys. Hey man, I just want to say, man, thank you guys for being a part of the podcast, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man. It means so much to me. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, remember, I'm, I'm also you can go to uh, Chris Sports Corner Podcast on YouTube. The, the podcast will be there as well as on uh, Pocket Cast and Spotify. And we we working, man. We working. Hey, thanks so much for listening, man. I really appreciate it. This episode too. Remember that we just in the beginning stages. Only gonna get better from here. So until next time, man. You guys, please be good. Be don't be good. Be great. <laughs>